Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Morning Shot. Welcome to Morning Shot. I'm Ahmad Akhtar. Singapore's fixed asset investments moderated to $12.7 billion in 2023, down from an exceptional spike in semiconductor investments a year earlier. However, that was still above the Economic Development Board's medium to long-term goals, with the secured commitments over the past year set to create over 20,000 jobs. Meanwhile, EDB cautions that the business and investment outlook for 2024 remains challenging due to ongoing geopolitical tensions, policy uncertainty created by electoral contests in many jurisdictions, as well as increased competition for investments and macroeconomic uncertainty. For more insights, we're joined by Jillian Lim, Executive Vice President of the Economic Development Board. Jillian, good morning. Good morning, Singapore. Thank you for having me on the show. Good morning, Jillian. It's great to have you on. Now, 2023 saw a slight dip compared to that bumper year in 2022. How would you assess last year's showing in terms of the type of investments and opportunities that Singapore attracted? For example, interestingly, chemicals displaced electronics as the industry with the largest share of FAI commitments. Your thoughts? Your question, we are encouraged by the results. Investment commitments came in exceeding EDB targets on all indicators. Business expenditure and jobs in particular came in higher than 2022. And this is despite the challenging business environment as you know it. The observation on chemicals, there were projects delayed over COVID that restarted with demand pickup. Key manufacturing projects also came from electronics, healthcare, aerospace and engineering sectors. Overall, this shows companies continue to trust in Singapore for manufacturing. And I would further point out a good mix of investments into R&D and innovation across sectors. For example, in sustainable materials research, also leveraging data science to deliver better client solutions. Mm. All right. Among the jobs uh, Jillian expected to be created when the projects are fully implemented, uh, 58% are in services. You touched on this just now, 26% in R&D and innovation, while the remaining 16% are in manufacturing. What kind of direction does this steer Singapore towards in terms of development? And is this in line with new growth opportunities that we should expect in the months ahead? I think there's no surprise many of the jobs will be in corporate functions. And it speaks to Singapore being a headquarters and business hub for many global companies. And increasing interest in Southeast Asia, initially for companies to diversify, but now increasingly, companies are looking to tap on growth opportunities in the region. And uh, as we were talking about R&D and innovation, it's interesting to note emerging roles in AI, machine learning, and bioinformatics. Mm. In manufacturing, the new projects actually reflect high-value-added and advanced process and technology, which means good jobs and career growth. So in short, I would say many exciting roles for Singaporeans in diverse areas. All right, many exciting roles, uh, as you rightly mentioned. Do we have enough talent in the pipeline to fill these particular jobs? And if not, uh, what can be done to shore up capacity in these areas? Based on our experience, actually, the majority of the jobs created will be taken up by locals. EDB, actually, we work very closely with companies to link to the schools to profile the careers they offer. And uh, we work with other agencies to also offer support, for example, to cost share in training of local talent, upskill, reskill and career conversion. 
Important too, I think, is the support for Singaporeans into leadership roles. Mm. And examples are development programs uh, that we have in partnership with the Human Capital Leadership Institute, as well as the Singapore Leaders Network or SGLN. All right, let's talk about some headwinds uh, that we can expect in the months ahead. Uh, It's set to be a big election year, of course, for the U.S. We know that the U.S. is one of Singapore's key trading partners. How much of an impact uh, do you think the upcoming presidential election stateside will have on us here economically? Well, 2024 outlook continues to be challenging. As you mentioned, there are headwinds. Elections aside, border economic uncertainties will weigh on investor sentiment. But the way companies see it, investments are multi-year commitments. Mm. Singapore is in the middle of a growing region. We have demonstrated a growing capacity and capability in innovation, and we are known to be trusted and stable. All these are advantages we offer as attractive against the competition out there. Another headwind uh, that we can expect, or it's an ongoing conflict really, in Ukraine as well as in Israel, they're putting additional pressure on global supply chains. Uh, What is the EDP strategy going forward, especially in the context of an uncertain economy due to ongoing geopolitical tensions, as well as high interest rates and increased competition for investments? I think firstly, we have to continue to attract investments from diverse sectors and geographies. And you can see in uh, our year in review, a mix of the kind of projects we're bringing into Singapore. Um, Secondly, we need to double down on strengthening our capabilities and propositions. One area is, of course, in emerging areas. Um, Green AI healthcare, for example, offers a lot of uh, opportunities for Singapore to play in. Uh, Also actually fostering a very strong nexus between MNCs as well as our local ecosystem to create that virtuous environment where businesses find win-win propositions. And in the region, twinning propositions that we can actually collaborate with neighboring countries. Last not least, I think manpower for our sectors will continue to be very important. Singapore must continue to attract and develop a mix of global as well as local talent. Mm, Okay, well said. Now, obviously, the elevated interest rates uh, have somewhat raised the barriers for investment. Do you think they will affect the fundraising environment for startups as well? The startups have actually gone through, Mm. um, in the recent uh, times, uh, quite a bit of a situation where it was swung from a situation of a lot of liquidity and therefore also actually very high ambition, in some ways actually higher risk-taking, to an environment that is uh, now a lot more moderated. And it also not necessarily is a bad thing because that also then puts back the emphasis into how to build sustainable business propositions Mm. and growth. And also actually importantly, I think the pathway to profitability, right? Mm. And we see all this uh, um, calibration to be a positive effect on the startup ecosystem as a whole. And uh, definitely, I think the ones that emerge and were able to actually anchor a number of these in Singapore uh, will be the ones that we feel are, you know, uh, have bright prospects to continue to grow into the future. Yeah, it does seem like more foreign startups are uh, basing themselves here. Uh, multinationals as well continue to deepen their presence in Singapore. Gillian, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you very much as well. Great having you on. That was Gillian Lim, Executive Vice President of the Singapore Economic Development Board. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg 
or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.